Hello out there in internet land, it's Bev. Welcome, it's been so long. Welcome to season two of Bevelations, Cocktails, and Conversations with Philly's Most Fabulous. It has been a fucking minute, has it not? So I looked at my previous podcast, and this is my first actual interview of 2018. It's only the middle of July. Sorry about that. Um, We have done some... Well, let's go one by one. So... Life gets in the way, kids. I'm not making excuses, but the reason for the hiatus has been that I'm just a busy fucking lady. I still have my full-time day job where I work 40 hours a week, and while Drag Race and Drag Wars were going on simultaneously, I was in drag Tuesday through basically through the weekend. So it did not leave much time for interviews or putting this together or really much of anything other than rushing home from work, putting on makeup and running out to gigs. So I apologize for a while there. We were doing our RuPaul's Drag Race Ru caps with Sutton and Vincel. And again, to be honest, Once they upped that shit to two hours, that was a long-ass night. And after you've been in drag watching TV in a busy bar for two hours, the last thing you want to do at 10.30 on a Thursday night is talk about it for another fucking hour. So again, I apologize. Uh, But I am rejuvenated, I'm galvanized, I'm focused, and I'm ready to take the crown. No, I'm ready to jump back into this full swing i have a roster of fabulous people lined up for our second season quote unquote of interviews and my intention is to get these out every once every two weeks hopefully on wednesdays that is my goal if you all would like to keep me accountable for that i would love you for it So a lot has happened since the last podcast at the end of the year. Uh, We've gone through two cycles of drag race. Uh, Congratulations to Aquaria and to Trixie Martell. Trixie Martell. Trixie Martell for winning All-Stars and Season 10. Um, I personally was Team Eureka more so than Aquaria. But shout out to her, especially because they somehow decided to start calling her a Philly queen, which that bitch is from Westchester, but it's okay. Uh, I knew her when she was just a young twink sneaking into taboo. I have have a picture of her where she was just randomly in the dressing room for a bitch fest several years ago. So it's great to see all that she's done with her career. And um, yeah, the drag race thing was just, I'm, I, I'm excited to honestly have Thursday nights back again. Doing that every Thursday for six months was a lot. Uh, Shout out to everyone who came to Toasted Walnut for my viewing party. Uh, It was a fun time. I can't wait to do it again for season 11, whenever that shall eventually come out. Um, Busy gal on the go here. We do have a new winner for... Drag Wars, the lovely Miss Elanius, future podcast cast guest. Um, lots going on in the Gaberhood. We'll talk about that in upcoming episodes, but I've rambled on enough, long enough here, so I'm going to get right to my interview. We have a fabulous interview with 
someone I've been wanting to get on here for a while, but because she has a busy-ass schedule as a flight attendant and my busy-ass schedule being uh, a business lady and a drag queen, we finally got our schedules to mesh. So, um, as always, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Bev Bitch. I'm on Facebook under Drew Bev Gaver for my boy page, and Bev is my fan page. I have some exciting events coming up over the next few months, so stay tuned for that. And without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Miss Cherry Pop. Today, we are joined by Cherry Pop. Cherry Pop is the high-pitched, screeching charity queen in Philadelphia who always has a positive outlook on life. She's always a blonde, hair to the side, tipsy and ditzy, boy-crazed bombshell, sweet and sexual, and the cherry on top to everyone's night. Pop goes the weasel, champagne goes pop, the pop sounds make her nipples hard. Back on track, Cherry Pop is known for being openly HIV positive, her Code Red charity event, and being a sassity, sassity, that's the word I fuck up of all of them, and being a sassy stewardess in the airlines. She won a few, she's won a few awards for her activism in the city involving HIV awareness and is now one of the drag queen fly girls for American Airlines. Oh, and boyishly fabulous, Cherry Pop was crowned Mr. Stonewall Sports 2017 with a tiara, which must mean she can add Butch Queen to her resume. Welcome, <laughs> Cherry Pop! Hi. Hi. Now, you're going to have to sit close. It's a very high-tech oh, setup. Hi. You're going to have to sit very, very close. God, I so think I'm going to hurt people's ears with this No, thing. you'll be fine. Okay. This, you, you, have to, you have to practically swallow it, as I demonstrated to Satine Harlow, and we've never looked back. Uh. Uh, so, hi. So, yes, this bitch wrote that that um, ridiculous bio herself. Wasn't it fabulous? It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the gayest side. thing you're going to hear all make her hard. Year. I was like, okay, bitch, you wrote it. I'm going to read it. Okay, well, you know, I go. get off topic a lot. Well, my life fun. is off topic. Your life is off topic. So, welcome. You're my first interview of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> It's only July 9th. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'm not getting paid for this shit. You're not getting paid to be here. So you know what? These bitches will get whatever content I put out when I fucking feel like putting it out. Sounds good. I'll I'll do my best to make I've been trying I've been trying to get you here for a while, bitch. I know, I'm sorry. I had to explain to Cherry Pop what a podcast was. I know. I still have no idea what this thing is. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very high-tech setup. We're speaking into one microphone on a tray table in my living room. It's adorable. It is. And we have an audience. You should see all of her. Um, head mannequins that are holding yes, her wigs. Every guest talks about my wigs. They have grown There's a nosebleed section. <laughs> you know, there's the orchestra. They're, they're tiered in terms of importance. Really the ones cute. down here are easy, they're easiest to get to are the ones I wear on a Yeah, more I like the pastel basis. section. I think I'm they're always, my favorite. Yes, I'm, I'm entering in a new colored phase of my wigs where oh normally. Oh my goodness. <laughs> shut the fuck. I miss eye candy. Shut up. Uh, for three more months. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I used to only wear like natural hair colors, but then I got into like I have a purple, a pink, a red, an orange, you know. Oh. I'm branching out. Always a blonde oh, for me. Well, that's true. That's true. I look like a man when I'm a darker color. I think the, the blonde hair makes a softer. That's true. I don't think I've ever seen you not wear blonde hair. Oh, it's horrible. You should look at my old photos. Thank God I got. Um, you know how back when Facebook took everybody's, if you didn't have your real name, mm-hmm. they blocked you? Mm-hmm. And I still haven't ha- found like a valid driver's license with Cherry Pop on it for me to get my photos back from Facebook. So 
all of Cherry Pop back in so 2010 is gone. Gone. So, okay, so let's start at the very beginning. Oh. Uh, a very good place to start. Uh-huh. Uh, so where where did she grow up? I grew up in Delco. In case you couldn't tell by the accent. Yeah, I'm a Delco Jose. Yeah, Delco Jose. Yeah. Aunt Mary Pat would be very excited for the show. Hey, shout Mary out. Pat, how you doing? You she'll, doing good, huh? She'll be on in an upcoming episode. Oh, okay. Um, Tori said, "Hey, how's she doing? How's her neighbors?" So, um, and you went to school here? Uh, I went to Interboro High School, um, which was in um, the suburbs of Philadelphia. The airport's actually in my school district. Okay. So it makes sense that you know. All the aircraft fumes that made me want to be a flight attendant exactly. later on. Like, fly the friendly skies, yes. but we'll get there. Okay. Did you go to college anywhere? Um, I went to, my mom um, worked at Delaware County Community College with Corey Hindor's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got our free associates. Corey degree. Wade, for those who are unaware. Oh, Corey yes. Wade from America's Next Top Model. Fashion model she doesn't, diva. You just dropped her, her biblical name, so I had, to, I had to put her in context. Oh, yes. So, yes. She's the. Um, Corey what, Wade from America's Next Top Model. What is that? Like What's she lives in LA doing? now or some uh, shit, right? The, you know, sex. Um, where it's like boy, girl, uh, androgyny, androgyny thing. Sorry, I'm already starting. We, we're both drinking a lovely, <laughs> uh, absolute parent club soda. Yes, it's, it's not so club good. soda; it's La Croix. I'm almost I'm done already. Bitch, um, well, you're only getting one, so slow the fuck down. Oh, shit. I'm roll. thirsty. I just got done a spin class, so this She's is how I'm hydrated. She's fitness fish now. She just got finished. You know. But remember getting, I said butch clean? Jumping oh, ahead. Yeah. Jesus see, I told you. Did you I'm see? Kidding. Could I'm you tell by the intro? Gonna, I, would say I would put you on a leash, but I know you would like that too oh, much. Yes. Actually, I have a story about that too, but I can't go there. I think it's my mom might listen to this. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so anyway, back to my so mom. Your mom. I got, free, exactly. I got a free associate's degree at Delaware County Community, uh-huh. um, and I took Three years, but a week before my third year, after like almost getting another degree, I went on a cruise and I stop looking over there. Like there's no one sitting over there. The microphone is right here. Okay, <laughs> talking to the room. There's I'm no talk- one else. In the well, room I'm used else. to talking to a whole and my room. elderly dog. So. Yes. So yeah. So I just have an associate degree, <clears throat> but you know that and, was good enough. And when did the whole uh, being a, a, a air mattress, a, a, a lady of the sky, come into in? into the picture. That came later in life. Actually, I was um, an actor before, so... Um, oh, that's right. She was a, she was an actress. Yes. I forgot. She, I was tell an us, actor in the medical where, field. Tell us where you might have... have we might have seen your work. Uh, well, I was an extra in a few things, <laughs> like um, How to Get Away with Murder, mm-hmm. Paranoia, Do No Harm, Bounty Hunter, a um, few other things I can't think of. A lot of Bollywood films, and I haven't seen them yet. Um, Wait, you did Bollywood films? Like the action Bollywood. Like there's like the dance How how the fuck did you do that? They were in Philly. I mean, I was in a subway scene where I was getting chased by a shooter. Were you with an agency or something? Yeah, uh uh-huh. And they did, bo- and they filmed Bollywood films yeah. in Philly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was also in Mimi Ons for Mimi I'm first music videos uh, back I, with Excel. I do recall that. It's on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that resume. <laughs> I'd love to see that resume. Yeah. So okay, so what were you doing before? You were just being oh, an actress. Or? So I was an actor, and I was working for the medical field. I was the youngest one in the Northeast. So. I would pretend to be sick. I would portray an illness, and I would grade medical students who are trying to get their <laughs> to get signed off to do residency in hospitals. Really? So, yeah, the clinical skill evaluation test. So um, okay. they would have to pass. It was either pass or fail, and I was one mm-hmm. of the twelve actor patients that they would mock encounter day. Oh wow! So I did that until I got fired. How and the fuck did you get? How the fuck did you get involved with that? 
uh, I was also taking acting classes in college, and my acting teacher was like, you have a gift out of every... Like, there was a lot of, like, those strange, unique, like, artists, actors mm-hmm. in the class, and, like, where the girls were pretending to be cats, and they were purring for 45 minutes for their, <laughs> you know, senior yes. whatever. I, I recall I was a theater major as well. Yeah, and I was, you know, my thing, I was, like, a homeless kid and... And whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> my my teacher okay. was like, Michael, you have a skill. Here's the number, and it's like right. while you're trying to break into the industry, this you is a good way. For it. Yeah, yeah. Started off at like twenty two dollars an hour back oh, at shit. you know nineteen years old, twenty years old. So I did that which until was 30, I got fired. Which was thirty years ago. I know I mean, that God was a long time God ago. God only knows about inflation. You know. I know. Well, I've been inflating a lot, <laughs> you know, but in the in the hip section. So when did drag enter uh, the picture? Um, drag entered the picture. So I was acting, and then I turned twenty-one, and I became a cocktail server at um, Q, uh, Bump at the time. Mm-hmm. Bump turned into Q Lounge, and then back in. I don't know when Mimi I'm first came. It was like January 2010 or the no, it was like December of 2009 because she was doing a Christmas show, mm-hmm. and I was the cocktail server. I was the the um, cuntiest one, like the bitchiest one. I was like the head lead server, which it was at with Bump like, is not, which was a, a title to have because yes. I had a friend who worked for Bump, and you all were some cunty bitches. We were. I mean, well, yeah, um, it was fun working there, but I was working with like. Nick Liberata, Tizzo, mm-hmm. uh, Piero. It, it was a shit show, and it was mm-hmm. so much fun. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so Mimi was doing this one-person show, and it was really popular. Um, the stage was, like, in the corner, and they had... Um, it was all windows, so it was drawing a lot of people in. And she was like, hey, guys, like, I want to create a bigger show than my one-woman uh, act and right. so of course Nevaeh Shea jumped on it because she was an up and coming drag queen at the time. And I need to get her on this podcast. Oh, so. she's so dumb. You'll she be know. perfect. Um, uh, for forty five minutes, yeah, people will fall asleep. <laughs> Actually, it would be one it of those century things. Just say one of those things that people sleep. And she likes pickles. I'll just make her be like, uh, ooh, pickles. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so um, I was bopping around like cocktail serving, lip syncing, and dancing, and. Mimi was like, Cher- uh, Michael, you have to try it. It's like, no, not for me. I'm going to be a hideous woman. And she's like, well, try it out. So I tried it out one time. I was a hideous person. <laughs> um, I looked like Michael with blush, a little bit of eyeshadow, and this uh, red wig. Well, I have no place to comment on people's drag looks. So <laughs> that's, that's fine. Well, I, I was pretty I was pretty bad. I had that white, like that Jurassic white hair. <laughs> anyway, so my I love that you're demonstrating on your face to yes. an entirely audio podcast. <laughs> She's pointing to her are. eyelids. It's fine. <laughs> um, so uh, I did Basement Jacks. Good luck. That was my first. I song. love that song. That was my first song. That I did. was the um, that was the song in Baltimore that all the drag queens would come oh. up and like once like the like the beat picked up. That's when they would throw off their yes, graduation girl. gowns. Oh, graduation! <laughs> come out in a graduation gown. Like we don't know that that's a fucking reveal. And then you throw it off and you have like a leotard on underneath uh, of it. I was one of those typical Philly uh, drag starters where I was in like a bra and spank. Perfect. You know that was me. Perfect. And I had a, a, a scrunchie. My hair was to the side and I had scrunchie. <laughs> And at the end, I God like, bless a scrunch. I was doing push-ups <laughs> off of the window. I was doing push-ups. I remember doing push-ups off the window. <laughs> well, it's good you remember. Yeah, and so I made a ton of money, and that's what got me started. That was like February 2010. That's when I started. 
Um, Look at you remembering dates and shit. That's good. well. I had to do my research. I didn't know. Oh, oh she did her. It's been so she long. She prepared for this inside the actor's yes. studio episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm an actor. See, you You're have perfect. to. You know, that means I have to be fucking James, uh, whatever his name is. You look like him. I do. I have to have a full beard right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was all that, and then I'm slipped in. Um, my face changed drastically when. Um, there was this New York queen. Mimi was teaching me how to paint face. She's my drag mother. Um, but Mimi would always shave her eyebrows, so I didn't know how to get rid of my eyebrows. Right. And there was this queen that would come down with Mimi every week, Dallas Dubois. Have mm-hmm. you ever heard of her? I remember her. Love her. I just ran into her a few months ago with Marie Topcat. Marie Topcat was in love with him. He's like this... Big muscle guy do now. Anymore, doesn't yeah. do drag. Has tattoos and piercings. For those who are unaware, YouTube Dallas Dubois. She Amazing. was. Uh, she was right around the time that like Bianca was getting her start. Yeah, they would City. all do it together. They did like a, a YouTube series uh-huh. called and The Fifi, Queens of New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she taught me how to grow my eyebrows down. Mm-hmm. And chandelier periods also in New York City. And then we started uh, Work Wednesday mm-hmm. in um, at Bump, and it was me. Well, Mimi, I'm first. Cherry Pop, Nevaeh Shea, Diana Darling, Brenda mm. Darling, and then um, Chandelier Period, Dallas Dubois. I forgot that Brenda Darling was a Philly girl. Yeah, yes, she brought she all the flavor you, and the right? high kicks and all that shit. Yes, Brenda Darling for the uh, Facebook her. She's still a highly in demand working queen in New York City. So good. Mm-hmm. And then Cute, very like boy, you would never realize does drag. Oh, I had such a crush on, on him. I still do, Brenda. Puts, uh, <laughs> until she puts on drag, you're like, oh, okay, ma'am. Yes. Oh my God, he's gorgeous. Um, and then you know, slowly but surely, um, you know, we we the wind blew in. Uh, ISIS from Tennessee. We found a uh, Lynn came in, yep. killed it. Um, and then that was pretty much the cast um, for a while. Um, I hated Satine Harlow at the time. Well, she was not Satine who, Harlow. Who doesn't? She was she was Eric that would come in full face of eyeshadow. That's all I remember, <laughs> just black eyeshadow. Perfect. And like she was wearing a gown, and um, she would never <laughs> talk to me. I don't know if she was intimidated by me or not, but we hated each other. Um, and she admits it too. And she would come in like. Trying to make, like, climb the social ladder. That's, she's very a social climber. <laughs> and she. Previous guest, Satine Harlow. <laughs> you have to dig way back because she's one of the first ones, but listen to uh, that episode. Available on iTunes. Yes, she was, yes, yeah, she was a character back then. And mm-hmm. she would, um, yeah, social climb. And I was not having any parts of it because she was always throwing shade at me. And she was offering Adderall to every single drag queen except for me. <laughs> I don't take Adderall, but I was like, why are you like, hi, um, hi Nevaeh, do you want hi, Adderall? Hi, you want hi, some drugs? Yeah, and hi, Bev, do you want was drugs? She Mrs. Norberry from and then fucking she would just Mean Girls. Stare at hi, me. do you want to buy some drugs? Yeah, she would just stare at me and like roll her eyes and like to the next, hi, do you want Adderall? And I'm like, how much are you selling it for? Because I'll buy it. And she's like, I'm giving it to my friends for free. And I said, free is a great word for you, Satine Harlow. You love anything free. And now like she, a show. And now she works for free, so mm-hmm. it's fine. Shout out to Satine Harlow. Shout out to Satine. I love her. <laughs> but now we love each other, but, yes. you know. Where were we going? No, I'm totally you were work Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Oh. So, yes. And then work Wednesdays. Work Wednesdays. Into yes. Q Lounge retired. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> we brought it to the Dollhouse Review. And so the Dollhouse, the first show, it was me... Uh, Diana Darling, 
um, Isis. Previously in episodes known as She Who Shall Not Be Named. She, oh. We've only said her name twice. If we say it three times, she's like, be like, I wonder if she listens up. to this. I wonder if she Probably remembers not. the time at the Dollhouse Review when we were doing Spice Girls, and she was getting so jealous that I was Ginger Spice, and I was in the front, <laughs> and she was like, Cherry. Like, as we're performing, she's screaming at me, Cherry, you're blocking, you're, you're in front of me and blocking uh, my face, all this stuff. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, this is fucking choreography, girl. Right. And she punches me in, in the back of the head, and I throw her <laughs> off stage. Like, I push her back, and she hits the curtains. It, and we just kept going. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. What was she dressed as? Um, I don't know. I think she was like the, um, what's that? Uh, oh, you mean for the Spice Girls? Yeah. I don't know. I don't um, know. She was one of those lost characters. <laughs> I really don't remember her old, at all. She was Old Spice. It's fine. I just remember I was Ginger. She had a, I don't, I don't know who she was. She was scary. Well, she is. Um, <laughs> I don't okay. talk about people. Uh, bitch, uh, this is I the place to. I just talked about Satine. This is the place to. Shit. <laughs> that's, that, those are my best episodes yeah. when people get, get dirty. Mm. So uh, so I was trying to remember the, all with all my guests. I tr- My guests, because this is very official. Whew. I always try to remember the first time I re- either remember seeing you or encountering you. And I think the first time I ever saw you was okay. when I went... In terrible uh, old Bev drag to Outfest, and I stood in the audience, and you and Satine and Nevaeh did like short bus sisters. Oh my god! On stage, and it was oh. the year that it was raining, so there was like yes. a tent on stage, <laughs> and you were wearing a turban. I was. You were wearing a turban. That's I was. how I remember you. I was like the one in the turban. With and the I, w- long I was wig. wearing pajamas. <laughs> well, no, you were wearing like um, I was wearing like a, a pink sh- shirt that said, um, "This is why I'm hot." And I, I had you were these wearing like the striped like dress or something. No, I was wearing this pink shirt that said, "This is why I'm hot." I took it out of uh, Tizzo's uh, closet, Nevea Shea's closet, and then I had like these uh, green and I had these tights. And you on. were and you were the short bus sisters. Yes. And um, tell us about the short bus sisters. That was short lived. <laughs> I well, think. I think we did one show. It was really. Um, oh gosh. Because y'all were just stupid. How do you be politically correct no, with short bus sisters? It was a very simple, um, dumb show. And, um, you know, very ditzy in mm-hmm. a way. I don't even remember what I... Pr- I don't remember a lot of my past. I used to have this um, Mitsubishi Eclipse that <laughs> when I would drive, it would fume me a lot. And I swear that it's I not the drugs. I used to want a Mitsubishi Eclipse. <laughs> well, it's ruined my Pony- whole past. I used to have a Pontiac Sunfire, and I would hope that I had a Mitsubishi I forget Eclipse. It. So if I ever, you know, had sex with you in the past, or if I ever wronged you in the, in, like, or... Uh-huh did something bad to you in the past and you hate my guts or something, I totally forget. So let's just start new. I got a new car, new life, new memory. And then the first time I think we worked together was um, Dragapalooza. Oh, at, that at, was fun. At Voyeur, when you were you were Miley Cyrus. Oh yes, um, with um, you were Miley Cyrus with Matt O'Neill. With Matt O'Neill, oh, and you were like, my, and yes, we were all were like background. the background dancers. Yes, me, Ariel Versace. Yes, um, current current um, uh, foot, Jimmy Powers, foot, Jimmy foot surgery, foot surgery, <laughs> recover in recovery. I'm so Ariel glad Versace. She's Oh, did you see um, Jimmy Powers? Connor Michael Chuck with a big yes! fucking like like bear yes. on his back for some reason. Yeah, and you guys were humping bears. I was, you know, oh my god, it was. And I put you guys all in outfits. You were wearing uh, like California shirt. Yeah. Oh, and Marie Topcat was in it. Yep. Oh, that was a that fun was, one. That was. And we had no choreography. It nope. was just 
you know, just go freelance, out on stage. have fun. We did 42 rehearsals, but we know <laughs> we had any choreography Well, because, whatsoever. you know, like, I think it was uh, Brittany Lynn uh, was hosting the thing, and she's like, Cherry, did you do choreo? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. I don't know why she still trusts me. That's, but. Bless her heart. That was like wrangling, wrangling. That was a fun one, though. That was like wrangling cats into a bag. Yes, I was swinging off, I was swinging on a ball, and... My, oh, that's right. You were on the you were on yeah. the wrecking ball, was, and then it, it went into ball. and then it went into um, the um, fucking VMAs. Thing yes, like hey, hey, hey. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Robin Thick. Robin Thick. Yeah. And that was Matt O'Neill. Yep. Uh, oh, and my hair lit up. And that's where well, my that, whole light up stuff. You started. had a period. You had a whole light. We'll get there. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Um, you had a you had a whole light up hair period. Yes, that was that was fun. your signature. So okay, so you're very open about your HIV status yes. and your work with that. So. Tell us about how that whole experience came to, oh, to be. Well, um, whatever you care to divulge, I'm not going to make you get like deeper or, or anything. But <clears throat> no, long story short, it's just like you know, I uh, became a flight attendant in like January 2011, and um, you know, you trust the wrong people. You know, you're going away for four days. You're coming back. You're in. You're thinking you're in a uh, monogamous relationship and, you know, you don't know what the person's doing when you're Long away for away. a few days. Right. And me and Tizzo and a few other people would get tested every four months. And um, so I knew I was negative before this relationship. And then I started flying. I was in Newark, New Jersey. Come home, you know, be with the person. And I missed the next four month, you know, status uh, checkup with my friends. We would get tested, have lunch, go back, get our results. And so then I just had a normal checkup at my family doctor, and that's when I found out I was positive. Long story short, uh, oh, actually, I, my doctor, I was, Nevaeh Shea was, um, was competing in Missed America in Atlantic okay. City that, okay. this year, yeah. but, uh, 2012, so mm -hmm. whatever year she was in it. And so my doctor called me and told me to come home, so I was like, oh, shit, something's going on. So I get my positive result. I had a great, my family was very supportive. Right. So I always say like what I do today is because of the support, the support that I have from my family and my friends. Right. Um, and you know, it took me a few months to swallow the whole diagnosis and to forgive the person that, you know, gave it to me. Cause that's the first step to yeah. move yeah. on is to forgive, to forget and move forward. And at first, I was like, nobody's going to love me again. People are going to think I'm toxic, that I'm slut, this, that, the other thing. And I was so worried about how people were going to perceive me for why I'm positive. Mm. But the real, um, the real thing is like how people judge you on what you do with your status Once. and what right. you do after the fact. And right. so I, was, I wasn't really doing drag much back in this time because I was like, I'm kind of... Putting cherry pop to the well, side. Well, it's hard when you have that type of schedule of being a yeah, flight attendant. So, yeah, so, like, yeah, before I was diagnosed with HIV, I was like, I'm going into the airlines. I'm pursuing my career as, you know, a world traveler, jet setter. And I'll do drag here and there for certain things. And so then I was like, you know what? I have a name in the city. I have a platform mm -hmm. that I can use. And I have a voice that people will listen to. And so to turn it all around, I... Instead of being in the shadows of HIV, I put myself right front and center uh, and created Code Red. Uh, mm -hmm. And at the time, I used to do all these. Tell it, for those, I always treat it like people who are listening to this. It's their oh. first time. They don't know. Tell us what Code Red is. Oh, so, well, basically, so 
Brandon Robert, um, I used to do... Previous guest Brandon Robert, available on iTunes. Oh, I got to listen to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brandon Robert and I used to do... He used to um, pr- uh, run a lot of these shows in the city mm-hmm. back when I was doing drag. And his shows were always successful. So when I had this <coughs> idea, I was like... <clears throat> I contacted Brandon for help. And so we sat down together and we created this event called Code Red, which is a... Um, charity event which it's all local talent it's drag queens it's singers it's dancers that donate their time and talent on the stage and all the proceeds go to local HIV and AIDS organizations so it's a big local charity event where it's local artists raising money for a local cause um, and it's not only raising money for the organizations it's raising awareness for HIV and AIDS uh, prevention Mm -hmm. and treatment options out there in the city for people and We've raised over eighty thousand dollars. Give us a fucking grand total, bitch. Um, last year we raised. This is eighteen. Last year was the fifth year. Fifth year. This will be the, the sixth, sixth year. year. It'll be December 9th, um, and we're moving. I don't know if I can say where it is yet because we have to do a walkthrough and everything. Oh, it's not going to be at it, TLA. It yet? won't be at the TLA because um, the TLA. We love Live Nation. They donate their space for us. Mm-hmm. The TLA is about seven thousand dollars to rent out for a night, and they give it to donate us for that. free. That's they amazing. donate it to us. That's a fucking amazing, right? Yeah, there. and they also donate two hundred fifty chairs, like seats for us to also upsell for um, tickets. Um, they. Also donate uh, tickets for concerts and comedians and stuff coming into the city. So Live Nation we love, and we work hand-in-hand with them. And December 9th is when the Code Red's going to be, but the TLA is already booked. Mm -hmm. So we have another spot with Live Nation. We just have to do a walkthrough. Um, so keep your uh, eyes and ears open, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. There's, Hashtag stay tuned. There's over 45 uh, local entertainers in the city. So one of them is going to be promoting it soon because yeah, uh, I'm going to be reaching out to all the entertainers who uh, I went in the show this year. So mm-hmm. it's going to be good. And I, I think we're going to be veering into like a, like a Broadway or show tune sort of a theme this year. Oh, um, interesting. So make it something new. Um, and exciting, and um, it's going to be a lot of group numbers this year. So I'm oh. excited. And Bev is always a host. Oh, which you we know, love. I've been involved since the beginning. Yes. I always appreciate being asked. Yes. And I will say, like, it is a very, very, like, it's a fun night for the crowd. It's a fun night for us because we all, not, we, we're always working. Like, Code yeah. Red is one of the few times during the year that, like, Everybody, everybody in Philly is like there and we're all under one roof. Yeah. Did I say that everybody donates their time and talent? Yes, for, you did. Okay, I did. Yes, you did. And, and that's what I love the most. Yeah. It's like, because, <clears throat> you know. we're all there like in it for like yeah, the, for cause. the cause. And like it's the, uh, we don't get to see, there's so many things nowadays, there's 50 different stages and 50 different shows. Right. So you don't get to go see a lot of people right. because there's always conflicting things. So it's like the first time you're like, bitch. Seen you in so yes. long and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's and it's like old school queens, the new queens. Yep. It's um, you know, it's it's everybody all yeah. together. And the thing that I love about Code it's Red, it's three hundred and twelve hours long, so you can. See oh, we're everybody. cutting it down. We're cutting it down. That's why we're doing group numbers because last year it was so long. There was it like twenty seven acts. So this year we're breaking. We're cutting it down, condensing it to mainly group numbers. But the thing that I love about Code Red, it's afterwards, like the feedback that I get. It's like when I was first diagnosed with HIV, I didn't really know anybody. I didn't know where to go to. I didn't know the resources that I had. This was back January 2012. Right. It was still, the stigma was still really strong back then. 
And I was like, fuck this. I was like, why are people thinking that I'm a slut and that I'm the one to blame? Like, obviously, yeah, um, I take blame. I agree to unprotected sex. But I'm like, there's so much negative and we really need to turn the table and make HIV vocal again. We need to talk right. about it. And right. what Code Red has done was, oh, right. and back when I was first diagnosed, PrEP, uh, PrEP pre, pre, uh, pre-exposure prophylactics was not available back then. It's kind of new. And so the thing that I love now that I'm seeing is people are talking about HIV. People are comfortable with HIV, especially in Philadelphia, which is uh, one of the top five um, for diagnosis or for, um, God, whatever. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) She's our spokes lady. Yeah, so whatever, you know, Delco coming back. But anyway, um, I love that people are talking about it, accepting Mm -hmm. it, and I hear a lot of people saying, like, Cherry, thanks to your event, um, I met a guy, he's HIV positive, and I'm comfortable with him, um, where before the event, I would have totally not given him a chance because mm-hmm. I was scared for my own safety, my own, own health. Um, you've told me about uh, PrEP, you've told me about uh, undetectability, all this stuff. So now we're seeing people feeling comfortable with HIV, right. um, the ignorance is gone, the education is up. Um, we've helped over 40 people find um, HIV treatment plans, like free medication, so they're now undetectable. Um, we've helped a lot of people find PrEP for free or affordable with the Flex Scale. So it's one, one year at a time, one step at a time. More and more people, as you can tell from my Break in the Silence I was, was going to bring that up, yeah. Yeah, so Break in the Silence is one performance in the show of Code Red where I... Um, Choose a CIA number. Yeah, I <laughs> usually see her or something very dramatic. I'm just kidding. I'm, and making, I I'm have, making light of a serious <laughs> I have other HIV positive people come on stage and stand with me and stand beside me. And you just, invite anyone in the audience. Anyone in who the audience. Might yeah. be I have my like core coming out of the basically coming out of that. Because you never know. You never know yeah, who's positive. Know. And, you and know, it's a cathartic experience. For yeah, them. and a lot of yeah. people are, are, when they're at the event, they see all the support that they have, and then they're like, this is my chance to come out and be open and be free. And people do come up every year. There's new yep. people. And the first year, it was just me and two other people, and then it was five people, and then it was yep. eight people, and then it was 12. And it's it's showing that more people are feeling comfortable with who they are and owning HIV status. And... Um, your voice is just as important as mine and your presence and your willingness to be open with your HIV status is going to help the next person and you don't know how that's going to impact somebody else in the audience and it's amazing and everybody in the show has that sort of same feeling like I'm sure you have it too it's Afterwards, you're like, wow, what an amazing event look what I've done for the community and it's something new it's only six years strong um and, and I can't wait to see what I can't year. see what the future yeah. holds. And I thank Brandon every year because you know he is the backbone to the whole thing. Because like I said, I don't know any technology. I don't know. I'm horrible <laughs> at math. So I just I just kind of round up all the performers, and he does everything from top to bottom. Uh, and he does all the tops, and he does all the bottoms well, that are behind stage. He so. prefers the bottoms, but yeah. he'll do the tops so. if he has to. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. I'm sure so, she yeah, knows. So that's me. code red, everyone. Yeah, so December say, 9th. December 9th. Give us the date again. And it'll be, at one of the, um, it'll be at one of the Live Nations Okay, spots. and what's your Instagram? 
Uh, Mayan? Yes. So Code Red doesn't have one yet. We've no, got to create yours. one. Oh. So that people can find out when you announce the... the oh. The, the, oh, okay. Oh, all right. So look at me being Let a hostess. Let me tag myself. So Instagram, Instagram, it's at M-I-K-E-L underscore P-O-P. Mikkel Pop. Perfect. <laughs> Okay. Oh, how exciting. So, um, so that catches us up to the present. Yeah, so there's that. There you are. Um, yeah. So we always have, uh, we always play a little game at the end, towards the end of uh, the podcast. We play 20 questions. Oh, shit. Okay. Which only ends up being around four, but they're, they're four good ones. I'm so. surprised you didn't ask me about any of my crazy airline stories. I mean, give us, no, now that you brought it up, give us some good airline stories. Okay, do you want to hear a rest, an emergency landing, shit I on a plane, hear a pig on a plane? Everything. Oh. I want to hear... I want to hear tales from the friendly skies or not so friendly oh, skies. Oh, okay. Well, I'm usually a friendly person, but don't mess with me. So, um, one of my arrests, uh, gosh. Not you being arrested, but no, like someone I can, being arrested. We can citizen arrest, ladies and gentlemen, like all this viral video stuff. I'm still going to arrest your ass, and I'm going <laughs> to wave hi to you if you video me because I'm an actor, and if it's going to give me press, bitch, any press is good press. <laughs> <laughs> But um, the one time, it's usually on Red Eyes, and it's usually Los Angeles because they're all pill poppers. And um, it was Los- <laughs> Red Eye is like an early ass morning. Yes. Or, or the middle of the night kind of Yes. Yeah. It's when you don't sleep and you look like you've been out partying all night. Um, so L.A. to Philly, almost in Philadelphia. We're an hour away. The cabin, the aircraft is pitch black. And me and the flight attendants were all like kikiing in the back in the galley. <laughs> of course. And... All of a sudden, like, all these call bells and reading lights are going on in the middle of the aircraft. And you hear all these screaming, all the screaming. And I'm like, oh, God. And I have really bad luck on planes. Um, so well, I'm thank like, God you're a plane. I'm like, did somebody die? You know, did, did Greta wake up and find her husband dead? <laughs> so... <laughs> so we run out with, like, the AED thinking that it was a heart attack. So I, I'm the first responder to the thing. And it's this <coughs> 25-year-old L.A. girl with these fur Ugg boots and this mini skirt standing on her seat with her Louis Vuitton, and that'll come back later, with her Louis Vuitton purse. And she's throwing all these products at people. And she's like, shut the fuck up. Stop coughing on me. Stop snoring. You know, da 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 So I pull the bitch down. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, what are you on? What is wrong with you? Like, Put me up to speed because you are, you know, you're getting on my nerves. And her eyes are crossed. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) that bitch is on, uh, she's on Ambien and she probably drank on it. So my dumbass, I'm squatted like a frog in like the leapfrog position. Well, perfect opportunity. The girl leapfrogs over me. And she's starting to run towards the cockpit, which is like, you know, not good. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And so she's, as she's running towards the cockpit, she's punching everybody in the head, like asshole, asshole, ass, like cursing up a storm. I don't know what, punching everybody. <laughs> so I'm a lot faster than she was because she was, you know, walking on air. Because you're fitness fish. I'm fitness fish, butch queen, 2017, uh, 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. I body check her into, (laughs) (laughs) and she flies two aisles up, and uh, we handcuff her. Um, So the captain asked if we needed to divert or anything. I said, no, we're good. We have her duct taped to a seat. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> so she's crying, all this stuff. Now she's calling rape on me. She's saying that I raped her. Okay. So. And you were like, bitch, you're barking up the wrong tree on this one. So I'm not saying anything, you know, because I'm enjoying everything that's happening at this point. Um, How long so ago was this? This was last year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. I think it was Brooklyn Ford, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, this uh, I had like Brooklyn Ford on my plate. Um, but long story short, so the cops, they, they were like, do you want, the captain was like, do you want the cops to come on and take the girl off? Or do you want to wait until everybody's off and then take the girl off? He said, even though I love being the center of attention, let's not have anybody have their viral videos because I don't want anybody to get paid for this, you know? So have everybody get off. Everyone passed her. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I would have done. I'm like, bitch. So the cops come on last. As everybody's walking off, they're like, oh, are you here for the crazy girl? Are you here for the crazy girl? So they already knew. So the girl's duct taped to the seat with her handcuffs on. And she's like, officers, thank God you're here. I need to write a, uh, I need to write this guy up for raping me and stealing my Louis Vuitton purse. And I did like a uh, 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 hair whip, like like a fake winded hair whip. And I was like, gentlemen, I said, she does not have the tools that are necessary for me to rape her. I said, because a hole is a hole and I hate holes. I'm scared of them. And I said, she is totally. Is that a direct quote you gave? To the- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like gentlemen, I am a faggot and I do not appreciate holes. A hole is a hole, right? Are you with me, sir? Um, no, but I basically said like, I'm a uh, happily gay man and she is not my type at all. And I did not steal her purse because it was a few seasons too old. <laughs> and I said, you can, and I said that to the cop and he started laughing. And I was like, you can find it like a few aisles down. She was throwing it at people. And she started hysterically crying and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're going to lie to me like that. And I was like, I have no idea who you are, girl. Get off of my plane. And she walked off with handcuffs and duct tape all around her body. <laughs> And, it, and, and her Ugg boots. And her name was Nicole Snooky Pulitzer. I'm just kidding. No I kept her bronzer. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was a lot of stuff. I had a guy shit on the plane and track it down like um, a few rows. I had another kid throw up from row 30 to the row 8. And his hands were in front of him, like cupping it. And it was splattering on all the passengers oh as he was God. running. <laughs> that was fun. Um, oh I had a pig God. on the plane. He was actually really cute. He's a very popular um, pig. Hamlet the Piggy. Uh, Ham let the piggy on um, Instagram. I, I, I get the reference. Thank you. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't well, get it, it like at first. Of, it was like a, a comfort pig or whatever. Oh, uh, emotional or support or pig. And the pig sat on the girl's lap the whole time. And it was actually a very nice pig. It let me take a photo with them. <laughs> or oh, oh it was a female. God. Oh, God. But yeah. So that's, a, you know, that's well, some of the stuff. Well, that's good. Oh, let's do the questions. I was going to say, am I allowed to go into the questions? Yeah. Now? Should okay. we do it reverse order? Because you're always doing one through four. Should we do 20 through no. Oh. It's going to go in the order that I remember. <gasps> All right. So we're going to take it back to drag. So she's going to have to. Oh, yeah. I'm a drag queen. You are a drag queen sometimes. sometimes. Oh, we didn't even talk about it. So you're a fly girl or whatever you said. You're yeah. official. What's that entail? Oh, for American Airlines. Yes. You brought that up in your body. Yes. I wanted to ask about that. Oh, yeah. So basically, American <laughs> Airlines, I a company that I love working for, is very LGBT um, pride and accepting. And so now what they do is they do um, uh, for D.C. Pride, for Dallas Pride, Philly Pride. The big ones. The big ones. And each year they go to a different base and they have like their um, float and stuff like that. So I follow them and I'm in 
their Pride every year and do concerts. I just did DC Pride this year, and it was amazing. Um, and basically, um, we are the colorful fly girls for American Airlines. So every time that they have an LGBT huge event, they're going to call me a uh, few girls from Dallas. Do you little, like, stewardess outfits? Yeah, it's really cute. We got it off of Halloween Adventure. Oh, <laughs> They don't, they don't give you like official like American Airlines. No, shirt? they said they said if you they. I'm picturing like Gwyneth Paltrow in that movie, like uh, uh, up in the air or whatever. I usually where look got like a Gwyneth. Cute little like stewardess outfit. That would be cute for a yeah. drag. I usually at the end of the show, I, at the end of the event, little I usually look like outfit. her screaming like we're gonna die because it's so hot. Um, but yeah, so and we have this other charity event, you know, so. Um, American Airlines has this charity event called the Wings Foundation, and it's um, we raise money, and the money goes towards um, a flight attendant or a pilot or something like that who's going through issues like breast cancer, prostate cancer, some other medical thing, and right. uh, the money that we raise goes to help them with the cause. Actually, I'm performing July 18th mm-hmm. at Voyeur Nightclub. Uh, you can still buy tickets. Oh, shit, I should... Oh, God. I don't know what the website is. Um, but just show up tell, at the door. You can buy them at the door. The tickets tell at the me, door. Tell me and I'll put it in the tag after this. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, so the Wings Foundation, July 18th at Warrior Nightclub. The money raised goes to a great cause. Um, so I'll be performing then on a Perfect. Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Aren't you doing something on a Wednesday? It's your birthday. Uh, wait, uh, I got, what is it? I got asked, but I, I work late on Wednesdays. So like When I, we had, like, had to be there, I couldn't. But aren't you doing something? No? Oh, somebody else. You're thinking of one of the other. Oh, Sherryelle. Maybe it's Sherryelle. Maybe. One oh. of the other highly successful. You guys successful get me confused. It's all the hair. The it's the hair. Shut the fuck up, Amy. <laughs> all right. So, 20 questions. Um, oh what is your best drag memory? I don't remember this question in anything. Best drag memory. Uh, it could be, it could be a, a show, an experience, something that was your best memory involving being... Uh, a lady in a wig. Well, there's so much. I mean, Code Red is basically my baby and right. um, everything yeah. that I'm proud of. And um, my first, my proudest moment and probably my be- my favorite performance was um, Code Red, the third one, when I really did a number with all the HIV positive people. And it was uh, the Emily Sandy song, Read All About It. Mm-hmm. And we had posters saying, I'm not toxic, I am clean, you know, I'm human, I am positive, you know, all this stuff, I'm loved. And it was such an emotional performance for me that I'll never forget that. And at, like, the people that went on stage with me and did the show, it was beyond. Everybody was in tears. I was in tears. I usually get in tears. I get choked up every year. I don't know why. I'm like... And that's just the dicks. hey Yeah. <laughs> so... Probably that moment um, was great. I mean, seeing my name on the TLA, uh, the TLA um, marquee. marquee was awesome. Um, so that was cool. That's good. Yeah. You know, I okay. did. Um, I was uh, a mummer for the mummer's uh, first year. That was a, a groundbreaking event. Yep. So I did that. That was fun. So there was a lot of awesome things that You've I've done. You've gotten to do a lot. Mm-hmm. So on the other end of the spectrum, what's your worst or... Um, or uh, Funniest slash worst drag memory. Most embarrassing, maybe. Was it when I made out with (laughs) in the dressing room? (laughs) That was horrible. Oh, my God. I was performing on the Outfest stage, and I was, like, 
And then you were pregnant with Satine Harlow. I was pregnant with Satine Harlow. I started that bitch. <laughs> I gave her a I gave her a guest spot on um oh god, uh the first dollhouse thing and then I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Philadelphia. <laughs> the girl she just clang on me and I kind of just threw her into the into the fire. So what um what are your pet peeves? Uh, either as a queen with other queens or as an audience member or as someone who organizes an event. What are, ah. your, what are your pet peeves? Well, one of my big pet peeves is when drag queens um, don't wear underwear. You know, like they're wearing a dress and then mm-hmm. they're doing high kicks or they're and they doing... Barbie, and they have Barbie doll crotch? Where you just yeah, they have the Barbie doll crotch. And I'm like, girl, you are not, you know, Mattel. Okay, so <laughs> put, it, put on some underwear because... Everybody sees that you're wearing five different pantyhose and they can see your tuck. You know, it's put on. <laughs> that's really, that's what you go to. Uh, I, it's my biggest pet peeve when I'm like, as an audience member watching right. people perform like, oh, yes, yes, she's slaying it. She's killing a Kiki Mama. I have like a fan that I stole from uh, uh, Alex Ortiz and I just start clapping it. Well, she has, you she know, has an arsenal of several. Yeah. So and then I'm like, oh, she's not wearing panty and she's giving me no, Barbie no, crotch. That's true. I hate Barbie crotch. I love Barbies. I hate the crotch. Um, <laughs> another thing I hate, hmm. Um, I don't hate much. I mean, I love everybody's uniqueness and everybody's different in their own way. There's comedy queens, there's dancers, there's yeah. um, you know, normal. I, I don't, there's no normal. such thing as normal. There's Why did normal. I say normal? I, I totally well, swallowed that. Everyone's going to be very offended by what you just Oh, God. No, fine. What's his name that writes all this stuff? I hope he writes about me. <laughs> no, um, you don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. don't. I don't need to be Everyone another. I don't need another clickbait. Right. right. But anyway, I hate clickbait. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but no, basically a, it's panties. Pan, where are your panties? Panties and bras. Panties and bras. Because I'm a, fucked up drag. Like queens are like, you can't be a queen without nails or whatever. I'm like, oh, I can't wear nails. I no. am too butch for that. I, I paint my fingernails. That's about as I good as I paint my fingernails. That's as good as you get yeah. from me. Unless yes. I like am forced to gun to my head with fucking mm-hmm. uh, press-ons. Yeah, nope. I'm one of those shakewear wigs. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I do that like some queen pageant queens are like, And I'm like, wear wear a panty and you're good. You're in my show. And finally, what advice would you have to um, a new queen or a new performer trying to make their way in this in this business that we call show? I call them Betty Boops. Um, (laughs) You call them? I do. So my thing is like, know your worth. (laughs) (laughs) Know your worth because like back when I was doing drag back in 2010. Um, there was a few of us that were, you right. know, well-known. and But there we wasn't, can, like, 800. There wasn't 800. So it was really nice. You can go to a club. You can do a show. You can ask for a certain amount of money, and it was worth it. And right. so that's why I kind of diminished drag once, all of a sudden, RuPaul got really crazy. And, you know, all these Betty Boops came out, and they're like... <laughs> all these Betty Boops. And they're like, oh, I'll do... I'm going to start using that term. That's a yeah, good Yeah, because I'm like, Cherry out. Pop comes up, and she's like, oh, I'll do, you know, a... a I'll do a show for this and that amount and or this. And then Betty Boop comes and she's like, oh, I'll do it for two free drink tickets. And if you get my boyfriend and my sister in for free and they bring nobody, I bring a huge crowd and it's wax and wane. Know what your worth is. Make sure that you get the money that you deserve. Um, and another thing, it's like if you do have that that stage and that that voice and that platform, do something about it. Like if you keep if you're very popular, um, or very well known in the city, 
do once a year a, a charity event for some cause and give back to the community that has been coming to your shows every week and supporting you. It's your turn to give it back and support them. I found my code red for HIV. There could be, you know, Sherry all I'm waiting for them with their, their wigs to do a wig auction or a show that donates money for cancer for a wig sale or something like that. Yeah. You can take that girls. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm waiting for other Queens to she's go. Gonna be busy. She's going to be, she's going to be doing benefits for foot research. I know. I'm, I feel so bad surgery. for her, but this <laughs> is a perfect surgery. opportunity <laughs> to, you know, rise up from her injury. <laughs> <Season> and <laughs> and it, uh, never mind. I was going to talk about Satine again, being another social climber. She's very concerned about her foot. <laughs> Well, she has gout. So she's okay. doing all these throwback Thursdays of her and Ariel, and I'm like, girl, we understand you're concerned about her foot, but stop climbing with her injury. I said, you, you were social climbing for her injury. That's not fair. <laughs> That's why I love and you. And don't do that either. Mm-hmm. Don't don't climb on an, uh, somebody else for your own, you know, for your own fame. Uh, especially if it's a foot. That's not, exactly. that's not fair. And finally, last question, the most important. What is your favorite thing about me? Um, I heard you are a big dick top. That's true. That's, That's what I liked about true. you. Oh. No, I do love you. I, I love that you bring humor to a room. Oh, um, stop. You are hilarious. How dare you? I'm a high energy dance queen and I refuse to be known as anything. Well, my that. you remember my first time. I remember your first time. Um, Brandon was like, oh, I want this new queen in the city, um, this religious girl, Bev, uh, in Code Red. And I was like, I've never heard of her. (laughs) No, I've heard of you. But I was like, I've never seen her. And I went to one of your shows. I don't know what it was, but you were handing out cheesecake. Remember? Yes. No, condoms and cheesecake. You were doing all that. It was my Golden Girls number. Condoms and cheesecake, Golden Girls. And I was like, I need that in Code Red, and that's and I contacted you and I said, I need you to bring that to Code Red, and that's I love that you bring humor to to darkness and you just make sure everybody's happy and having a good time, and that's what I love about you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, we're wrapping up. Any final plugs you'd like? Right. I know we're both out of cocktails. Um, Any final plugs you'd like to make? No. um, (laughs) No. Well, no, stay paid, stay tuned. Stay tuned for Code Red. For Code Red. Um, and, um, and yeah. yeah if you the guys wings, are free on July 18th July to the 18th. Wings Foundation. This will be out. Yeah, if it's not out this Wednesday, it'll be out next Wednesday. Oh, so perfect. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be out. The day of? <laughs> right? I is think that? so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the day of. So oh, come I'll out t- tonight. I'll try to have it out this week, then. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yes, that was our interview with that fucking idiot, Miss Cherry Pop. She's stupid. She's also inspiring. And she's deep down a really great person. And I'm very thankful to call her a friend. And I think it's great what she's doing with her position of power here within the community to do it for for positive change, pun, pun intended, positive change. And uh, I was so glad to finally... Uh, give her the platform, at least that I have, to try to get her message out there, small as my platform is. Uh, for those wondering what the bleeping was during the one story, um, uh, Cherry asked that I 
after the fact asked that I bleep out that drag queen's name so as to not incriminate herself or cause unnecessary drama and I choose to respect that so if you want to know you'll just have to get her drunk and uh, maybe she'll tell you herself until then stay tuned for further episodes of Bevelations I have some fun things planned over the next few months like I said hopefully we will be uh, bringing out a new episode once every two weeks again follow me on Instagram at it's Bev bitch and I will see you next time bye